It's Living on Earth. I'm Steve Kerwood. On April 10th, President Obama's pledge to use his executive powers to combat global warming begins another fateful turn on Capitol Hill. That's when the Senate Judiciary Committee begins hearings on the president's latest nominee for the nation's second highest court. That's the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals, which has vacancies dating back to 2005 when John Roberts left it to become Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. Since 2006, partisan politics have gridlocked appointments to the Republican-dominated court, which frequently presides over legal challenges to presidential orders and agencies like the EPA. In March, Republicans filibustered the nomination of New York lawyer Caitlin Halligan for the second time, forcing her to withdraw. And on the 10th, Sri Srinivasan, the number two lawyer in the Justice Department, becomes the president's next nominee to face the Senate. Joining us now to explain why this court is so important is Tom McGarity, law professor at the University of Texas. Well, any environmental regulation uh, promulgated by the Environmental Protection Agency is subject to judicial review. It turns out that several of the statutes that EPA administers, in particular the Clean Air Act, prescribe the D.C. Circuit as the court of appeals and the only court of appeals to review uh, various actions that EPA takes, mostly rulemaking action. Professor McGarity, what's the current makeup of the D.C. Court of Appeals? The D.C. Court of Appeals has seven currently sitting judges. Three of them were appointed by Democratic presidents. Four were appointed by Republican presidents. But there are four vacancies. There should be 11 judges sitting. Now, there are senior judges, those that have taken senior status, and they can still sit in individual cases. Of the senior judges, there are six of them, five appointed by Republican presidents and only one appointed by a Democratic president. So this is basically a fairly conservative court? Yes, I I think it's fair to say that it is these days a very conservative court. Now, there's supposed to be 11 judges on this court, and there are only seven uh, active ones. To what extent do people believe that the Republican senators are deliberately slowing down appointments to the D.C. Court of Appeals? I think most environmental groups are confident that that's what's happening. Of course, it's up to the president to appoint judges to fill these positions, but they can only be filled with the advice and consent of the Senate. There can, of course, be legitimate reasons for opposing a nominee, but it was hard to see, to me at least, any legitimate reasons for uh, opposing Caitlin Halligan. There was nothing in her record that suggested that she wouldn't be entirely capable of doing the job and that she was a very accomplished and ethical person. Sometimes it's done just for pure political reasons. I don't want this person on the court because I think that this person is likely to rule in cases in ways that I would prefer they didn't rule. As I understand it, the caseload for this this court of appeals per judge has almost doubled in the recent years. That's true. It has gone up significantly because we've had these vacancies. And the cases coming out of the D.C. Circuit are slower and slower. Specifically, which issues uh, involving environmental protection do you think could get held up by the D.C. Court of Appeals during the next uh, few years? Well, there's certainly one that's outstanding right now before the D.C. Circuit, and that is the mercury rule. That is a rule that regulates mercury emissions from power plants. Uh, There is another rule regulating new sources of greenhouse gases from power plants, so emissions from new power plants as proposed, is a very stringent regulation, which would, many think, be unreachable by coal-fired power plants. 
although it could be attained by gas-fired power plants. I'm confident that when that rule gets promulgated as a final rule, uh, that it will be appealed to the D.C. Circuit as well. What role might the D.C. Court of Appeals play in the Keystone decision? There will undoubtedly be a challenge. It will, of course, depend on which way the decision goes. Uh, Should President Obama decide to approve the permit for the pipeline, it will be challenged by environmental groups, and my guess is the challenge would not be in the D.C. Circuit. But it could be challenged by uh, industry groups if it went the other way, and they would have their choice, but my guess is they would go to the D.C. Circuit. In your view, uh, how possible is it for President Obama to keep his promises of environmental protection without filling these spots on the D.C. Court of Appeals? Well, he can keep his promises to a limited extent by simply urging his administrators to do their jobs. But it doesn't matter how well they do their jobs if the judges on the D.C. Circuit disagree. The delivery of justice in this country is an important thing. And if we don't have enough judges, uh, we're not going to get justice, or we're not going to get good justice. So I think President Obama could make a case from his bully pulpit that the Republicans in the Senate should allow some of his nominees to go forward. Overall, what do you think about the role of the D.C. Court of Appeals in the regulatory process? I mean, how would you characterize it? Well, it's a very unique role. Uh, Many people call it the uh, second most important court in the nation. With respect to the environment, it unquestionably is the second most important court. Back in the early years of the Environmental Protection Agency, when the court had a very different composition, Judge Leventhal referred to the relationship between agencies, regulatory agencies like EPA and the courts, as a partnership, uh, that the courts and the agencies were partners in pursuing justice. I've said on many occasions, it's pretty easy to tell who the senior partner is. Tom McGarrity is a professor at the University of Texas Law School. Thank you so much, Professor McGarrity, for taking this time with me today. Certainly. Here's an example of how the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals can operate. Just last year, the court reversed a Federal Energy Regulatory Commission decision regarding that Exxon Pegasus pipeline that just ruptured in Arkansas. Since the pipeline is the only one to carry tar sands crude to refineries on the Gulf Coast, the commission ruled that the Exxon pipeline should be regulated to keep it from overcharging. The three-judge panel of the appeals court assigned to the case, all Republicans, including a former staff secretary to President George W. Bush, disagreed and ruled that Exxon could charge whatever the market would bear. (laughs) 